Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thursday, February 2nd, 2017 here on the Patriot Beat Podcast. It is me again for the second day in a row. And this time we are going to be looking over the historical significance of the Patriots possible Super Bowl win. No guest, just me, myself, and I. Short, quick episode for you guys on a Thursday before the big CLNS Patriots team prediction on Friday. So we're just going to be going over what we think could happen to the NFL if this the Patriots Larry win Russell their fifth, Network, fifth you Super Bowl once again for in franchise the history. Patriots Beat podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Harris Rubenstein, again for the second day in a row. Welcome back to the CLNS Radio Patriots Media Week Frenzy. On this episode, we are going to be going over the Patriots' Super Bowl significance if they win and what will happen to the legacy of this dynasty if they lose their third Super Bowl. So there will be no guests on this episode. Like I said, just me, myself, and I going to be a quick episode for you guys. We'll take our usual commercial breaks, but it shouldn't be too crazy uh, of an episode. However, I do really want I, – I really have wanted to go over this topic for a couple of weeks now simply because, you know, I don't think it's being reported how big of a deal this is. Because in all honesty, I mean, if the Patriots end up winning this Super Bowl, that's their fifth victory in 16 years. That means they will have won a third of the Super Bowls over the past decade and a half. That is an unbelievable statistic. Five Super Bowl victories. I believe that is unmatched by any franchise in the history of sports. Now, we can go into Tom Brady this and Tom Brady that, but just in the spectrum of a sports franchise, I mean, I I know the Spurs did something very uh, similar. I mean, the Celtics and Lakers went back and forth for a long time in there. Uh, You know, the 49ers had their huge run with Montana and Steve Young. Um, The Bulls, obviously, uh, with, with Jordan. Jeez, who, who, what, what, what are the big time for uh, the Rockets with the Lajuan? Though they only won two. Um, Packers with Lombardi, the Cowboys with the with the big three. Oh God, blah. Hockey, maybe the Oilers when they had Messier and Gretzky. 
Um, the Rangers only won one with that team. I'm trying to think of that. Maybe the, the the Giants over the past like eight years they've won three. The the Yankees in the nineties. Um, God, they're just, like there's there's like nothing. You know, they're, they're great franchises, but. Like nothing that just jumps out of you is like maybe I guess the Bulls would be it when they won six with Jordan, and then I guess the Lakers with Kobe, and then I guess the Spurs with Duncan would probably be the closest thing that we've had to this dominant of a franchise in in sports for so long. So like you know for it to happen in football in the salary cap era is just. Out of this world, you know. Th- th- this is a league that promotes, uh, puts rules into play to almost accentuate parity. Uh, they they put rule. They put you know they they force teams to handle the salary cap in a way that causes them to cut really good players and uh, to ultimately have a, a good overall team. You know, it's really difficult for teams to keep all their good players. I mean, the Seahawks are one, you know, the Seahawks had to sacrifice an entire portion of their team to keep that defense together. So, you know, it just, it, it, it's tough, be, you know, to think, you know, the historical significance of uh, outside of the, the Patriots when it comes to this dominant of a franchise, just because, you know, there are very few players who have had the, Luxury being able to stay on a team for so long, like Tom Brady did. I, I think Kobe, jo- I think Kobe, Jordan, and Duncan are three guys who really kind of, uh, you know, live up to that one team player. But again, you know, you look at the historical significance of it: going to seven championships, possibly winning five. Even if they lose and they end up winning four and three with this team, they could still go back to the Super Bowl next year and go to eight. It'd be crazy to me. For a team to win, you know, think, think about it. Over the next the next 15 years, is there a franchise in football right now that could pull off the run the Patriots have done? I, 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 I just don't see it. I don't really see another franchise that has the stability, that has the head coach, that has the players, that has the mentality to go fifth to 16 straight years of just unbelievable – Quality on uh, on one side of the ball, especially with Brady, especially with that Belichick run defense. I don't think you'll ever there'll ever be another instance in NFL history with this good of a coach, with this good of a franchise, with this good of a quarterback, with this high quality of team creation. You know, this was a Patriots team that basically has had to reinvent itself five, six, seven times over the course of this franchise. This hasn't been the same team forever. This hasn't been, you know, just the same, you know, structure and franchise. This has been a a team that has gone has moved from offensive coordinators like six times. Has had different defensive coordinators four like uh, as almost as many times. Has had. A complete reshuffling of both the offense and the defense. This entire defense is completely different than the one that won in 2014. I believe they vanquished almost eight starters from that 2014 defense for this 2016 team. Which is just an unbelievable number in today's NFL to maintain that much of success and still be good. You know, it's not even that they're switching around. They're still so good. So the historical significance of this Patriots team has to be 
an underlying thought of unrelenting eliteness, of just class. You know, you can talk about the cheating here and, you know, with this and with that. But, you know, I think it distracts from what has been the greatest run in the history of sports uh, for one single franchise. I mean, the, the only the only person, the only people I'd give more credence to was the Chicago Bulls with Jordan, who won back-to-back-to-back two different, you know, won, won three back-to-back championships twice. But... You know, for the spectrum of the NFL and for how hard it is to win the Super Bowl, the heart, you know, just it, it it is an unbelievable feat for the New England Patriots to be able to have this type of it's unheralded. I mean, people have written books about this. They have they will sing songs of this, you know, in later days, as they say, of songs of war. But you want to you you throw any franchise up against this New England Patriots 16-year run, and I think it is very difficult to find a better run. But with that, we're going to take our first commercial break because uh, I'm running out of breath. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about what this win would mean for the Patriots nation as well as how it's kind of you know a wrap-up and an, a more of an exorcism of demons than uh, what has been over the past couple years. So quick commercial break, then we'll be right back. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. So let's take a look at how this, this Super Bowl is kind of a, how do I put it? This Super Bowl is kind of a exorcism of demons, as I mentioned before, for the New England Patriots and the New England Patriots fans. I just want uh, Patriots fans to recognize, no, one thing. The rest of the country really, 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 really doesn't want the Patriots to win this Super Bowl. Like, this will be probably one of the most lopsided Super Bowl, you know, requests for losses. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. In, in NFL history, the, the, the people do not want... The Patriots to win this Super Bowl again. I mean, if you are a non-Patriots fan, you just look at this team. You're like, oh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. So it's just you know one one of those problems that uh, that Patriots fans have been faced with over the past couple of years. Are people just actively rooting against them for you know just just because they've been winning so much and have been so good for so long. But from a Patriots fan perspective, this Super Bowl is uh, a little bit, you know, 
I, I, I keep using the word exorcism because that's kind of what it is, you know, especially after the whole deflate gate thing and people thinking that that was the end of the franchise and people, you know, the, they were a bunch of cheaters and this and that. And it turns out that, you know, it was, it was really just Robert, Roger Goodell being awful. And I, you know, for, for Patriots fans to see Tom Brady standing on that stage with, Roger Goodell and getting the Super Bowl trophy would be, you know, sweet, sweet victory for for Patriots fans after the catastrophe that he put the franchise through uh, two years ago now with the flake game. But there's also, you know, you look at the 2014 Super Bowl and it was also kind of an exorcism of the past two Super Bowl losses. I always look at that final drive that uh, for the Patriots defense when they, when Malcolm Butler made the pick, you know that 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 Marshawn Lynch catch looked so familiar to the Mario Manningham catch, and then you had the Jermaine Curse catch that was so familiar to the David Tyree catch, and then finally at the goal line, you know you remember that Ahmad Bradshaw play, but this time instead of them running it at the goal line, they throw it, and the Patriots take advantage to win their fourth Super Bowl. But here we are, you know. You, you finish off the 2007 and 2011 uh, memories with that 2014 Super Bowl. And this Super Bowl would be, you know, I, I think this would probably, if they win, I think this would be the last one that they'd be able to win in this franchise. It really just depends how, you know, how Brady can play into his 40s, how much longer Belichick wants to be the head coach of this team. You know, what happens with McDaniels, what happens with Patricia. You know, they're going to lose a lot of players in free agency this year. So this is kind of the team. You know, this is the this is the, the team that they've been building to win the Super Bowl again without any big-time stars. So expect a, I don't want to say a worse Patriots team, uh, from from here on out, but I definitely think after this year is when the when the Patriots are really going to start feeling the parity that the NFL is starting to impose. They have a lot of free agents. I understand they have a lot of cap room. You know, go follow at Pat's Cap if you want to see how much cap room they're going to have. But man, oh man, it's going to be really tough to you know Logan Ryan's half the defense is a free agent for crying out loud, and a ton of the offense as well. So it's really going to be an interesting um and it, it it an interesting uh, su- uh post super bowl for sure especially this off season but the historical significance of the super bowl obviously number 5 for the franchise if they win number 5 as well for tom brady who is you know, been the best player in franchise history, been maybe the best player in NFL history as well. So, it just it it th- this would go down as one of the most uh, heralded Super Bowls of the Patriots era, being able to completely restock the team in two years, still have the same fortitude without Rob Gronkowski. You know, th- this this is a stacked football team, very deep, very smart, well coached, good tackling. It, you know, it's a really really good football team, and I think it's important to remember that, like like I said last week with with Chris Price, you know. How much would it mean to a Patriots fan that after all the allegations of cheating and all the this and that, that Tom Brady ends up going down as the best quarterback of all time no matter what? I think that would be the cherry on top of a very, very, very smart cake. 
I think I think this team has been run so intelligently over the past couple of years, just with reshaping the defense, reshaping the offense, assimilating between Bill O'Brien, then back to Josh McDaniels, having Matt Patricia take over. Just it it's been an adventure for sure inside of this Patriots coaching staff. I mean, there's so many young coaches on this Patriots team that have a big time future. Even Belichick's son, Steve, the secondary coaches talk him up all the time. Brian Dable as well, the quarterback coach currently who will most likely take over if and when uh, Josh McDaniels ends up leaving. So even outside of the New England Patriots roster, the coaching staff as well has a lot to look forward to for the next couple of years. But again, it'll be really interesting to see what Belichick does with this team at the end of the season. I can't imagine he's going to be able to keep the whole clan together. Logan Ryan's definitely one who I think is leaving. Jabal Shear is probably going to leave too. I can't imagine they bring back Chris long just because he didn't really do too much this year and if they win a Super Bowl I think he'll just go and try to cash out a couple more years somewhere else in the NFL but you know this this has been a very fun season no matter what I've really enjoyed watching this football team develop Uh, you know whether it was everyone calling their defense bad and you know talking about and bringing back Bender break and talking about Brady coming back from the four-game suspension, all the Jimmy Garoppolo trade rumors, Martellus Bennett being on the team, this defense, and you know becoming one of the best in the NFL. I've loved this season. This has been one of my favorite Patriots seasons, but from a different standpoint. You know, I think the 2014 team was the year where all right, there's like all right, let's just bring as many stars onto this team and just win a Super Bowl. And but this year, you know, this was a very well crafted team. Uh, was coached very well. Uh, didn't really slip up too much uh, situationally on football. I mean, the only time they really, you know, messed up was that game against Seattle, where they just could not stop the Seahawks for their lives. I think that was their first really bad Jamie Collins game. But I mean, for crying out loud, you know, your defense. Name another team in the NFL that could trade away players with the quality of Jamie Collins and Chandler Jones and be fine. And honestly, to be totally honest, be better. So I'm 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 a little bit I'm 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 very happy to see this Patriots team make it to the Super Bowl. I think we all are. I think this Patriots team comes in with a certain amount of heart and a certain amount of class that I don't think a lot of former Patriots team did. Not that they weren't classy, but you know, they just no one mouths off in this group. No one you know, has an issue. There's no, you know, spanning of immaturity. You know, everyone's there trying to win. They always talk about how much they love their teammates, how much they love this team. So it's very inspiring to see a, a, a team still maintain some of the standards that we like to see of general sportsmanship. But we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to finish up my section of the Patriots historical review as well as looking to the off, this upcoming offseason and giving you my prediction who they will and will not re-sign. So, quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, 
I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't Wait, that's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat, final segment of the show. Quick show for you guys on Thursday because we have a big, big show that I have to get to editing for tomorrow. Tomorrow is the big CLNS Patriots team prediction show. You will have uh, predictions from Mike Nice, Michael Longi, Marv, uh, myself, Wes, Tyler Trudeau, and I believe Charles Rusek, but you will have the entire CLNS Patriots team giving you their Super Bowl predictions as well as who they think will win and how the game itself will go down. You will also be hearing my official prediction on that show tomorrow as well. Won't give it now. It might, it might surprise some people, but... I uh, I truly believe that it will be a very, very good show. It's huge. Don't forget to uh, please like and retweet any tweet that we have with our show on it. The more you t- uh, retweet the show, the bigger show we'll get and the better guests we can bring on for your enjoyment and entertainment. But without further ado, let me get into my final segment of this episode. I'm going to be talking about this offseason for the New England Patriots and what I think they need to do and who I think they're going to re-sign and bring back in. So the we're going to have a big, big, big show uh, for the offseason after the Super Bowl. But uh, just a little preview of it for it now. I believe that the Patriots are going to heavily target uh, defensive line in this upcoming draft. Do not be surprised that they draft one, if not two, defensive ends as well as a defensive tackle. This is going to be a a heavy, heavy defensive draft for the New England Patriots. They might draft a tight end, and I do believe they need a new swing tackle, but they're pretty set, uh, I believe, at running back. They're pretty set at wide receiver with Malcolm Mitchell. Their offensive line, starting-wise, is set. Um, they're I, well, it all depends on who they resign in the secondary. I'll get to that in a minute. But the secondary, from a starting standpoint, is pretty set, as well as the drafting of Cyrus Jones. But they'll probably end up picking up another corner. I will have an official mock draft for you guys, probably sometime in March or whenever uh, before the draft. I love doing mock drafts, so you guys will definitely hear mine. Uh, I just have to do a little more time and a little more research into it. But let me go through the defensive players who I think they're going to re-sign and who I think are going to be leaving. So in the secondary right now, Malcolm Butler, Deron Harmon, and Logan Ryan are going to be free agents. I believe uh, Deron Harmon is an RFA. 
I know Malcolm Butler is a restricted free agent, but I'm not sure if uh, Jerron Harmon is unrestricted. I believe they bring back Malcolm Butler on a deal that is similar to Josh Norman's that was given to by the Redskins. I think that's just the starting point for number one corners in the NFL. I believe Malcolm Butler is worth that amount of money, and I believe the Patriots should pay him that amount of money. I know the Patriots don't like giving out big contracts, especially to corners, but you know Malcolm Butler is so good. They need to keep him around. Elsewhere, I believe Daron Harmon will be back as well. I really think they like the role that he's slotted into, being able to play that center field free safety, allowing Devin McCourty to bracket whoever he wants and freely roam. They really play Daron Harmon as a big-time center fielder, just having him fade on top of routes and not letting anything get in front of him. He's done. He had a very good season this year. Needs to improve his tackling a little bit, but I, I definitely think he's become more one of the more consistent pieces of the secondary. Definitely one of the big-time reaches uh, that have that has hit for the New England Patriots over the past couple of years. They've had a couple that haven't, i.e. Tavon Wilson and whatnot. But the Jerron Harmon pick has definitely panned out very well for the New England Patriots so far. But I believe he will be back. But unfortunately, I believe that Logan Ryan will not, not be returning to the New England Patriots this year. Some team is going to pay him an exorbitant amount of money, and the New England Patriots are going to look at it and go, nah. I don't, I don't, we, we don't need to pay that. It's going to be interesting to see who they replace him with. Uh, Justin Coleman has had an incredibly disappointing season. Cyrus Jones has not had a very good rookie season as well. Uh, Eric Rowe is good, uh, so he'll probably slot into that number two corner role. But their, their depth at that is a little bit concerning, so don't be surprised if they try to target a veteran corner in free agency this year. Looking at the defensive line, like I said, I think that Rob Ninkovich is not going to be part of this team next year. I think they owe him a little bit too much money, for, and he has had a very, very bad season this year. Has not had the same levels of production that he's had over the past couple of years. So I think he's on the chopping block. I don't think Chris Long is coming back, and I do not think Jabal Sheard is coming back. They might bring back Jabal Sheard, Sheard excuse me, for a pretty big discount if uh, if he's not getting paid by anyone. But I don't think they're going to pay him the money that he's most likely going to want. Um, at the same time, the linebacker core is set, or excuse me, the linebacker core is almost set. Donta Hightower is a free agent at the end of the season. However, there is no question in my mind that he will not only be back, but probably be given a pretty big contract as well. If not, they will give him the franchise tag. The franchise tag is probably incredibly likely for him at this point. He'll be being paid, I think, $13 million next year. So not really something too crazy to complain about. I think it's very clear that they want to keep him in New England, he just he has to show that he can stay healthy for a full season uh, first. So I think that him getting a franchise tag would be a very good move for the defensive side of the ball. So the only per, you know the, there will be losing Ryan and Sheard and Chris Long, and I think Ninkovich is on the chopping block as well. But keeping Dante Hightower, keeping Deron Harmon, keeping Malcolm Butler are it's just vital for this team. You need to keep certain pieces in order to create some sort of stability on the defensive side of the ball. We saw the contract that Jamie Collins got. There is no way the Patriots are going to pay him that amount of money. They were not going to pay him to be the highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL. They weren't going to pay him more than than Luke Keekley. It just wasn't going to happen. So it ended up being a good a good deal for the Pats and they were not they were not 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 going to pay Chandler Jones. <laughs> we're not going to play pay Chandler Jones the amount of money that 
he is going to want to get paid by the Arizona Cardinals this year. They're most likely going to have to franchise tag him in order to not pay him some unbelievable amount of money. But as good as I believe Chandler Jones is, I really don't believe that he is worth the amount of money that uh, so far people are projecting him paying. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't think this is one of the great uh, defensive ends in football. So we'll, um, we'll 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 see what happens with the rest of the defense. But Dante Hightower, Malcolm Butler, and Deron Harmon, in my opinion, are definitely going to be on their way back. Uh, what else? I think on the offensive side of the ball, there's no one really crazy that they have to resign. All right, Danny Amendola is probably going to get cut. Uh, sorry about this one, guys. Uh, his contract is worth like eight. I think his contract is on the books for like eight point seven million dollars next year. They're not going to pay him that. I mean, they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay uh, Danny Amendola that much money to be a number four, and honestly, honestly, more likely a number five wide receiver. So, if you if Danny Amendola is your favorite player, and Danny Amendola, you have a Danny Amendola jersey. Uh, be prepared to buy a new one over the next couple of months because I highly doubt that they are going to be able or that they are going to actually be paying him next year. So sorry, Danny Amendola friends, uh, Danny Amendola fans, you are most likely crap out of luck. But like I said, this is only going to be a pretty short show for me. So that's going to do it for this week's PageDB podcast. Remember to uh, to give us a rating review on Twitter and Stitch and TuneIn Radio. Uh, music was provided by Hi209 and Joshua Morse. Want to thank Mike Alonji for arranging what has been a crazy, crazy uh, CLNS Patriots Beat Week. Want to thank Larry again for allowing us to do a very fun Super Bowl week. And want to thank Nick Elso, as usual, for running the in, for running the entire network. That's going to do it for me as well. Remember to listen to our official CLNS Patriots team prediction show coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow being Friday. So. So that's it for me. Remember to follow me on on Twitter at CLNS Sportsteen, and that is going to do it for this week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere.